Hi, I'm Bill Mitchell. Dating violence. I didn't have any idea what that was back in 2005. I couldn't tell you what intimate partner violence was, not accurately, back then either. If I'd heard these terms, I'd probably feel I had no reason to look them up and learn more. They just wouldn't apply. That's what I'd probably feel. Of course, in June 2005, we experienced the worst of dating violence with one call from police. We learned the hard way. The problem with talking or writing about dating violence is that those who want to read or listen, most of them, probably already know what it is. How do we reach those who have no idea what dating violence is? People who don't think it applies to them or their children. Do we start with the prevalence of dating violence? The fact that one in three women will suffer physical violence at the hands of an intimate partner and that it typically happens between the ages of 16 and 24? Does that strike a nerve? Does that get people or parents to listen? I don't know that answer. I asked myself what would get me interested in learning more about dating violence back in 2005. That statistic, the one in three statistic, might be a good start. I'd like to know what you think. You can write me at billmitchell at whendatinghurts.com. So where do you start with learning about dating violence? Well, one great place is to start with learning the warning signs. That's because they're so easy to learn and they're so easy to spot when they appear. The warning signs are like hints that something might not be right, that something's out of place, that someone is treating someone else in ways to control them. Dating violence can be controlling or dominant behavior or when someone is extremely jealous or possessive of the other person. I mean, like really over the top. It can be isolation, isolating that other person from all other people. That could be other guys, that could be other women friends, that could be even from their own family members. The list goes on and on, and you can find warning signs online. You could look on loveisrespect.com, and you can also find them in my When Dating Hurts book, too. They exist to warn you that something's not healthy in a relationship, that there is potential danger ahead, and that means for you to do something. So what do you do? You could call a local domestic violence agency or call the National Domestic Violence Hotline, 800-799-SAFE. When Dating Hurts chapter entitled, The Warning Signs. The Kristen Mitchell Foundation wrote, refined, and distributed warning signs cards. Some recipients kept the cards in their wallets or cell phone protectors. Some hid them in their shoes so their abusers would not find them. They kept them handy. We describe dating violence red flags using everyday terms. Reading through this chapter, it's possible you will recognize many and may have witnessed a few. What follows are the classic warning signs of potential danger in a relationship. Prevention against dating violence starts with education. Dating violence does not have to be physical. It can also be oppressive, coercive, or controlling behavior. It typically escalates physically, emotionally, and sexually, regardless of gender or sexual orientation. No one deserves to be abused. Learn more about dating abuse from the following organizations on their websites, thehotline.org, rain.org, which is R-A-I-N-N 
www.abusebehaviors.org. Examples of abusive behaviors. Coercive and controlling behavior may be emotional, physical, or sexual. It can sometimes be difficult to recognize the signs of abuse. Common examples. Emotional, psychological abuse. Constant put-downs. Controlling or dominant behavior. Checking your cell phone or email without your permission. Extreme jealousy or possessiveness. Explosive temper. Big mood swings. Constantly checking up on you via calls or texts. Financial control. Making you feel that nobody else would want you. Making you feel you can't do anything right. Isolating you from family and friends. Telling you what to do. Preventing you from doing what you want to do. Then there is physical abuse. Hitting, punching, biting, kicking, strangulation. Any form of physical harm. Then there is sexual abuse. Forced sexual activity without consent. Threatening, manipulating, or coercing you into sex. Taking, distributing private pictures without permission. If you have a friend who is being abused, here are the following points. Don't ignore it. Point out specific behaviors that concern you. Be a good listener, don't judge. Talk in private and keep what is said confidential. Let your friend know you care and will be there whenever they want to talk. Guide your friend to resources and phone numbers. Safety is everything. When a relationship is over, the risk of physical violence is at its greatest. Never break up in private. Break up in a public place or by phone. Let trusted friends and family know. Have a post-breakup safety plan. If you're in danger, call 911. When Dating Hurts chapter entitled, The Truth, 33%. This statistic is real. One in three women become victims of serious physical violence at the hands of an intimate partner within their lifetime. Typically, it occurs between the ages of 16 and 24. Doesn't 33% seem impossibly high? That is a nationally recognized statistic. But shouldn't it be higher still? I don't believe all women report when they are injured. Do you? I do not believe numbers move people to action, but I use the 33% statistic. Note how that number is followed by the words, typically it occurs between the ages of 16 and 24. But it also happens to 12-year-olds and 60-year-olds. No matter what age, the template, the steps, described on preceding pages holds true. Even if you have never experienced physical violence with an intimate partner, the emotional and psychological warning signs described on these pages must seem obvious. How does anyone misinterpret them as anything but serious trouble in a relationship? But people do not make connections between those signs and what could happen to them. These are supposed to be loving relationships, but you can see why they are not. Kristen's friends saw controlling and manipulative behavior in her relationship. They spoke with her. Nobody knew how dangerous it could become. And that is the scariest part. People do not know. If you are reading this book, you know. Kristen's closest friends wanted to attempt some kind of an intervention that final June 3, 2005 weekend. 
They wanted her to get some space from this guy, to use that time to evaluate the pros and cons of dating this man. They were simply too late. She was killed early the morning of Friday, June 3rd. The best of intentions, without proper guidance and education, might not be enough. Timing counts for a lot, too. If something feels wrong, you have to figure it is wrong. And do something. Seek help. When Dating Hurts chapter entitled, Power and Control, I will share invaluable information I have gained from conversations with domestic violence counselors, prosecutors, parents of murdered daughters, and of course, victims and survivors. These people know this nightmare. They have stared into its ugly face. For them and me, it is an ongoing education. One central explanation for dating abuse, it is all about power and control. Once you know that, everything else falls into place. I do not believe my daughter was in a physically violent relationship. Kristen was a peaceful person, and violence terrified her. But dating abuse does not need to be physical to exist. And the murder this book discusses started with one person's emotional grip and unstoppable manipulative personality. His power and control needed to win at all costs. Dating violence, often interchangeably referred to as dating abuse, intimate partner violence, and relationship abuse, is one person successfully controlling another. It is that simple. Although violence sometimes seems like the wrong term for it, violence is one person forcing their will, their power, over someone else. Dating violence represents patterns of behavior over a period used to exercise power and control over a partner, the abused. Offensive words, mannerisms, and actions are the means an abusive partner uses. Relationships differ, but what unhealthy and abusive relationships have in common are issues of power and control. Dating violence is manifested in many ways and does not always appear obvious or alarming to the receiver. Here is a simple example of power and control. You are 16, or you could be 24. Age does not matter. You are a woman shopping with your girlfriends or family. You are not with your boyfriend or partner, who is typically very controlling. You told him earlier you would see him in a few hours. For most people, that would suffice. But while you are shopping, he texts, Where are you? You text back, At the mall, like I told you, at Macy's. Not good enough for him. He wants you to prove it. He texts back, Get a photo of the Macy's sign and text it back right now. Maybe that will make him happy. So you do it. Whether it quiets him down or not, you did what he commanded. In doing so, you showed you were under his power and control. He barked and you jumped. That example can appear innocent. Nobody was hurt. But when it happens frequently, it is a pattern. Patterns add up to hardcore abuse. Patterns can indicate warning signs. The man who killed my daughter used classic abusive behavior, power and control along with manipulation. He used rewards, punishments, and various mind games. What are some examples? He suggested Kristen should lose weight. He wanted to see if she would comply. 
So she lost some weight. When she lost the weight, he acted bothered and then asked if she was seeing someone else. Control, manipulation, and mind games. He bought Kristen meals morning, noon, and night. Later, he reminded her of all he had done for her. It was as if she owed him and he wanted to be paid back somehow. He tried to buy her loyalty and gain power over her. He asked Kristen's friends if they liked him. He urged them to tell Kristen they liked him because he knew that would help him. One of Kristen's friends said she had been around him less than an hour when he asked for this. She thought his request was weird. Power and control. That is what dating abuse is about. Do all you can to stay safe by learning the warning signs. I'm always looking for informative guests, especially women and men who are survivors of dating or domestic violence. Your stories give hope to victims and their families. Let's help as many as we can. We can save a few lives by doing this. You can write me at Mitchell at WhenDatingHurts.com. And just a reminder that you can find the When Dating Hurts book on Amazon. And if you want to learn more about what we're doing, go to WhenDatingHurts.com. From there, you can learn more about the book. You can see what we're doing with speeches. And you can get to the uh, podcast through there. So WhenDatingHurts.com is kind of the repository for all those things if you're interested. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. And uh, we're going to do a whole lot more in 2022.